This is the Christian Life Coach Collective, and I'm your host, Laura Malone. We're talking all things coaching, concepts, tips, tools, self-coaching, mindset, faith foundations, and definitely entrepreneurship because I want to support your calling as a coach and help you build a thriving online business with God as your CEO. So I hope you enjoyed today's episode. Here we go. Hey, today is a great day to be listening because we have Coach Patty Myers, a Sterling and Stone coach who went through the greenhouse course. She's talking with us about identity and purpose as believers, our primary identities and secondary. And I'm excited for you to get the wisdom and revelation of it out of these conversations about who you are, who you're called to be, and whether you're a coach or not, this will help you to have a deeper understanding about all of the parts and pieces of who you are and how you're uniquely made, who you are in Christ and who you are in the eyes of your father. So please listen in. This is going to be a great series talking about these really deep, wonderful things. So let's jump in. Okay, so we're with Patty Myers, and she is a life coach who really has a passion for identity and purpose, and we're starting a series talking about exactly those things. So I wanted to have her on and actually talk about why we want to do this series, why we believe so it's so important to have an understanding of your identity, an understanding of your purpose, and break it down a little bit. So this will be the first episode of the series where we're just going to talk about why we're talking about this and the basics of it. And then we'll dig deeper into each one of these things in the following episode. So, hey, Patty, thanks for being on the podcast. And Laura, good morning. I just want you to jump in and start talking about, and my listeners know that on the podcast, I talk about the difference between the spirit, soul, and body. You and I talk a lot about blessing the spirit to lead the soul and body. Like that's what I talk about in self-leadership and spiritual and self-growth, all of these things. If they've heard other episodes, they've kind of heard me delve into that a little bit, but I would love for you to kind of just give an overview of your understanding of spirit, soul, and body. And I know you've got some scriptures to relate to it and your heart behind people under believers understanding the importance of knowing their identity in God and using that as kind of like the foundation for finding their purpose in life. Yeah, that's so good. Well, first of all, thank you for having me on to even talk about this. I know I wish that I would have had access to some kind of a podcast or teaching like this many years ago, even as a believer, gosh, I've been saved for over 30 years. And just coming to the understanding of our spirit, our soul and our body, and even chatting about how to bless your spirit to come to the front to lead your soul and your body, I think, Until a couple of years ago, to be quite honest, I wasn't even really sure what that meant. It's like, what do you mean my spirit is coming to the front to lead my soul and my body? And what a a, right away, my spirit obviously perked up to go, wow, what is that? Um, I'm not sure I've ever heard that before. Or more importantly, 
I'm pretty sure I've never done that before. So, um, and I think there's lots of conversations surrounding what is your spirit, soul, and body Um, of believers and non-believers. We tend to look at it the way the world looks at at it, which is to say, um, say it exactly the other way around, body, soul, and spirit. But the truth is, we are this triune being like the Father, Son, and Holy Spirit. We have a spirit, a soul, and a physical body. And so just breaking that down and learning to understand uh, what is my spirit. Um, I listened to a teaching uh, from Christine Potter, um, who's now gone on to be with the Lord. But, you know, um, just the way that she explained uh her spirit man and the human spirit and the human spirit is the place where you encounter God. You don't, um, and your soul and your body line up according to your spirit. So that's why we talk about blessing our spirit first, because when we get saved, um, and jump in anytime here, just to share your heart on this as well. Like when we get saved, our spirit man is activated. We have a human spirit. We have a soul where our mind, our will, and our emotions are housed, but we don't want to live out of our mind, our will, and our emotions. And when we say yes, uh, before the father, uh, before we say yes to Jesus, we have a human spirit and we have our mind, our will, and our emotions, and we have our physical bodies. And um, we've talked a lot about in the past about how, which part of that we live out of? Do we live out of our mind, our will, or our emotions? But when we come to know Jesus as our Lord and Savior, he inhabits our spirit. So our spirit man is able to hear from and encounter the Father and Son and Holy Spirit. And that's why we call our spirit man to line up, uh, to have preeminence, to take charge over my mind, over my will, and over my emotions. And over my physical body. Right. Yeah. And then uh, I think it's Ephesians two that says that while we were spiritually dead in our disobedience, he brought us to life with Christ. It's by God's Mm -hmm. grace that you have been saved Ephesians two. And essentially like before you accept Jesus, before you jump in to a relationship with him and invite him into your heart, then you end up, you're, you're just kind of walking asleep through life. Essentially you're, you're living this life with your soul leading and your body leading the things that your soul and your body wants are leading you, but your spirit within you, like you said, there's there's, there's a lack of God's spirit. So you don't actually operate from a place of a spirit led life. That's when we actually say spirit led because spirit led life and spirit led terminology is pretty common in mm-hmm. parts of the body of Christ today. But does anybody actually know what that means to be spirit led? And the fact that when you get saved, when you, when you call on the name of Lord Jesus, uh, you say, yes. I'll let you be the Lord. I invite you to into my heart to become Lord of my life. Your spirit is completely redeemed. Your soul becomes a restorative process. Your soul does not, your soul is not completely perfect at that point. 
your soul just has an opportunity to become led by the spirit within you now, mm -hmm. because now you have the DNA of your father, the blood of Jesus in your veins. And now that spirit of God within you can lead your soul and your body. Yeah. Before your soul and your body were leading your Absolutely. thoughts, everything you think about, everything you believe in your imaginations, everything, all of your self-will, your emotions and your brain, which is part of your body and all of your body, like all of your nervous system, all of those things, it, everything is leading every decision you make, all of the path that you walk on, the, the direction you choose to go is only being led by you. But mm -hmm. when you call on Jesus, now the spirit that you have is actually born. So that's the point of being born again is because now your oh, spirit has become alive and is no longer dead within you, but now able to rise up so you can live a spirit led life. And it's not just like you and your humanistic spirit leading you. It's the spirit of God within you. It's the spirit of your father is now able to operate, has been given permission because of your belief in what Jesus did on the cross. Now that spirit of God is, has permission and invitation to lead you, but then you can't just live your life thinking like he's doing whatever he wants to do because we have the gift of free will. And the Lord told me mm -hmm. several years ago, um, in a kind of my own battle one day, he said, you refuse to acknowledge what a gift free will is. Mm -hmm. Instead, you want to control it and you wonder, you wonder why it's, uh, you know, we aren't just made to stop doing bad things. It's like, it's you, so under, you don't value free will. And yeah, I just, that changed a lot of things for me and my perspective. And because of that free will, we have the power to choose Jesus and say like, I want to be the bride of Christ. I want to be a child of God. I want to be co-heirs with Jesus as a son or daughter in the kingdom. Like I want that. And yeah. then from that place, we get to say, yes, Lord. Then the spirit of God is immediately dwelling within us. Our spirit is completely redeemed and now alive. We are no longer asleep, which is why when people get saved, they're like suddenly, hello, hello world. You know, Wow. Everything looks different. <laughs> Everything looks different is because the spirit that was not alive within you is now alive and has eyes to see, ears to hear, and everything looks different. But yeah. then you have to actually, with your free will, choose to be led by the spirit because yeah. your soul and your body have been used to leading you for decades. Yes. So absolutely. many years. That's the habit is that your mind wants to just go back to the way it has always been. The Bible refers to like the old man, you know, like, but you are a new creation. And so why don't you go let that new creation lead you? Because it will yeah. always go better for you when your spirit, like you said, comes to the front and we bless our spirit and say like, I want to be spirit led mm -hmm. instead of being led by the needs, wants, desires, and lust of the soul and the body which the Bible That's is so good. Much, right. And I wanted to just make sure that we all know that 
our uh, soul has the power to override our spirit, we have a choice. Like you're saying, this free will that we have um, doesn't mean that um, uh, all of the sudden we're never going to make a wrong decision because we do actually choose in those moments. Um, and everybody knows what I'm talking about in times of frustration. But I think what happens is the Holy Spirit inside of us gives us this little, hey, you're about to cross the line and choose your soul. Is that what you want to do? And then we either say, oh my gosh, no, or yes, actually, I'm choosing this wrong thing in this moment. And um, yes, there's always forgiveness, but we have to understand that the father, once he comes to live inside of us and inhabit our spirit, man, we have a choice every time. And it's so important to really put on your spirit blessing every day because there's so much out there and the devil's just a liar and he runs around trying to kill steal and destroy and if he you just don't put on your spirit man one time and then you're done it's like a daily thing and um if we don't we uh, tend to run into trouble and that's uh where we can find ourselves so often but it's a choice a joyful choice that we should gladly make every morning um, right actually before we even get out of bed right <laughs> right and it's it's something that when you're not paying attention when you're just living life by default you're just going on throughout the day doing whatever you do as opposed to being before you can be led by someone, you have to be aware of them. Yeah. You have to be able to recognize their presence and their ability to lead you. And you have to want to follow them. So it's kind of like the spirit that we want to lead us is the spirit of God within us. And so it's an awareness and a value and then an agreement to let him lead us to let him yeah. lead our soul and body, but we have to kind of do that on a daily basis. And that's, I believe that's closely tied to putting on the whole armor of God, to taking our thoughts captive and to actually living a life throughout the day. Like these things are real. They're constant. They're more real than the chair I'm sitting in, you know, but you have to actually become aware that the spirit of God is speaking and leading if you invite him to but he's yeah. not going to come control our lives. Right. That's why it's a great prayer to have intentionality every day and to bless your spirit, to lead your soul and your body, to have preeminence and just to ask the Lord. That's when we just become so God aware as believers. You know, I think we, we walk into this maturity where we're becoming more aware. At least that's the way we're supposed to grow. Right. Um, we get to know Jesus. Um, one day we were, you know, lost in the muck and the mire. And in an instant, when we say yes to Jesus, we're changed. But then that whole process is the process of maturing and believing. And some people get there faster than others. But I'm telling you, if I would have known about this years ago, I feel like I may have been farther. But at the same time, I know where I'm supposed to be. But that's why I love um, the, the God's pattern is our spirit our soul and our body in that order and not the other way around. And I was reading in first uh, Thessalonians 523, where it says, may God himself, the God of peace, 
sanctify you through and through. May your whole spirit, soul, and body be kept blameless at the coming of our Lord Jesus Christ. Yet a lot of times people often quote that verse as body, soul, and spirit, like we were talking about a few minutes ago. That's how we've lived our lives, like you said, leading from our bodily appetites and soul satisfactions. And here we have this opportunity to turn and um, um, to be kept blameless. And that doesn't mean that we never sin or that we don't uh, walk in the fullness of our calling or our identity every single day, but it means that we have the opportunity and we're made aware continually when we um, bless our spirit man, we're made aware continually when we need to shift, uh, when we need to go, oh, no, that's not who I am. And I know um, we've talked a lot about I am statements in the past, and we use them in those instances when things are about to go south, right? Oh no, I am a child of God. Oh no, I'm fearfully and wonderfully made. Oh no, not on my watch, devil. Uh, my child is not doing that in Jesus' name because she was called to be, uh, you know, a, a prophetess to the nations or, you know, and those are the kind of things that we can use continually and we need to use continually to, um, to bless our spirit. And those are all ways that we can bless our spirit by reminding ourselves of who we are in Jesus. Yeah, it's so good. And I just think, you know, the people who have either been taught to think this way or who maybe just naturally given their personality um, and way they operate in life, who think, okay, that redemption of my spirit. Now my spirit's born again and I'm alive, but my soul keeps choosing things that my spirit wouldn't have me choose. My body still wants things that aren't good for me, et cetera. (laughs) You know, and just the shame that comes with that, the condemnation Mm -hmm. that we can heap on ourselves. We don't even, we don't need the devil to do that. We are really good at it on our own. And so we can just take responsibility for how we are envisioning and ex- interpreting that as opposed to blaming it on the devil, which means like, then it feels like we can't do anything about it. But when we right. take responsibility and say like, oh, the power is mine to not live under the legalistic condemnation because the whole Bible talks about God's mercy in that he knows the way of our soul and our body, which is mm-hmm. why he offered the redemption through the cross. Like that's why the bridge was built. And he knows that we don't, we don't become perfect in our soul and body at the moment we accept Jesus and that revelation that there is permission because he knows our soul is in a restorative process for the rest of our days. We are on a path to pursuing his spirit within us, to pursuing a life like Jesus, but not held to this standard where we are, we have no permission to be who we are in process. Yeah. If we are, then woe to you. Like just to break that down a little bit of your soul is still going to be your soul. (laughs) Mm -hmm. That's so good. I was just thinking while you were talking of that scripture, I mean, we have so many, uh, we can read through the whole Bible through the Old Testament and the New Testament, and we can find people who love God with their heart, soul, mind, and strength, and they're just totally jacked up. Mm 
And right. we can look, we hello, can look David. at Paul. Yeah, hello. And what about Paul when he says, uh, the things that I want to do, I do not do. And the things that I don't want to do, I do. So, I mean, right there, he's talking about the battle of the soul. Has he invited Jesus to be his Lord and Savior? Oh, my gosh. You know, he had the experience where he was knocked off his horse and, you know, he was blind and the, the father came to him and totally redeemed him. But he still went through trial and tribulation but he kept reminding myself and David, I bless the Lord. Oh, my soul. Why are you downcast within me? We're just continually having to get it right again and again and again. And um, it doesn't mean we're not good enough. It means we're on the journey and our, you're right. Our soul's being redeemed and um, we're learning and growing in our maturity as we uh, walk this thing out called life with the Lord. Yeah. Well, I think we set out to introduce this series and then we went really deep. (laughs) We did. (laughs) Maybe we'll wrap it up for this moment. And um, I'm excited to come back in the future and in the next episodes and talk about identity in Christ, as well as like your unique original design identity. And also talk about different types of purpose in our life or our original design purpose, like at its core and its foundation, we're going to talk about what that really is. And then all of the unique and seasonal purposes in our life that kind of are built on top of that foundational purpose in God. Um, yeah, I think we're going to talk about a lot of really amazing things that help our listeners understand, not just for themselves, but if they're coaches help them help their clients understand if their parents be able to share this and sew it into their children, be able to sew it into one another, be mentors to one another with the truth, the word of God, and be able to have language to explain because there's so many people out there searching for identity and purpose. Like that is the crux of it. That's the, that's the human question. Who am I and what am I made for? Right? So we're going to like dive deeper into what, what we would say as coaches to people searching for identity and purpose and kind of lay the groundwork for that. So yeah, I'm really looking forward. Yeah. That'll be fun. And you're always fun to be on a podcast with. So, Mm. all right, well, well, okay. Listeners will just tell you like, keep an ear out for the next episode because it's going to get deeper in here. And so put on your pretty tall black boots that are made for walking and Come on. <laughs> not for like, you know, digging through the, the yucky stuff, but the, the tall black boots made for a nice night out where you're going to get some wisdom and revelation. Come on, come on. <laughs> that, that you those, can pass along those uh-huh. black boots of your high calling. Yes. So Amen. Out for the next episode and we'll talk to you then. Thanks for listening. And I want to remind you to go jump into the Christian Life Coach Collective Facebook group. That way you can grab all the free tools that are there and enjoy a great community of coaches. And if you found this free content on the podcast helpful in any way, please take 60 seconds to go to the Apple Podcast app on any iPhone and scroll down to give a five-star rating and write me a review because it's the best way to say thanks and let me know you're loving the show. Have a great one.